which means it's another of Naturally Unbothered, the ultimate eargasm. Everybody got the eargasm. Anyway, I'm Shari. I'm Ebony. I'm Tasha. It's one tour. Lady. You got the light skin. What y'all doing? You are we just my lighting. Did you hear her? Talking about she look light skin. <laughs> you got a camera to get you some melanin, girl. You gotta play with them lights. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Get you um, some melanin, girl. Dim your lights. Anyway, what y'all doing? What y'all got going on? Well, I'm smoking on a little Rayfun, drinking a little margarita okay okay Rita and margarita i'm drinking crown peach again, again. ebony what you doing I make coffee <laughs> <laughs> yeah bitch what's in there what's in there it's some more than some damn coffee <laughs> shy man matter there <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. That's what that is. Some bullshit. So you know, we ain't did a King Tastic and I don't know how long. I don't know. Girl, cut it out. Bitch, she was the worst actress ever. <laughs> I can't be in a Tyler Perry movie, girl. So empty as fuck on Tyler Perry movies. So this week's King Tastic is actually a newspaper fetish. It don't have any of our normophilia names and shit, but did y'all actually know that people have fetishes to newspapers? Like reading them? No, no. Clearly this shit is boring to Ebony because she's yawning. We just started this motherfucker. God dang. Anyway. They so they want to release them? Some, they they want to release some fucking newspapers. They That's what they want to wrap on them. They roll a newspaper. Yes, yes. Or do they so, want to get spanked with the newspapers? So y'all know that, um, like they these people thrive on actually smelling them and feeling them and just the wrapping their bodies from head to toe in them. Like this brings them like great arousal. Have you ever smelled a newspaper before? It has it's a little distinct. It smell like a lot of ink. Yeah, so they're attracted to the smell of it. Look at this bitch over here. <laughs> I think people are bored with life and don't have shit to do. <laughs> Be attracted no. to some fucking newspaper. I mean, but they get compared to copy paper. So just imagine how fetish is about to probably be non-existent because we've gone so digital. 
Like that no means they they've been hoarding newspapers all their life. They got a garage full of bins full of old newspapers. They they would have to because they knew this day was coming. Mm-hmm. Explain to your spouse that you have a newspaper fetish. Huh? You, you don't have a spouse. What was the question? How to spouse or somebody you're dating? Like just imagine them coming to your house or whatever, and hey, the paper boy. They catch you like they like. Hey, they paint. Hey, hey, this what this hands. Hey, 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 hey. What you got? <laughs> I give you twenty dollars for four papers. Give me all the papers you got. Like what you need? What you need with me? If if you need the paper, like I got to wrap my dick up in paper to to do you with it. Before we we got a role play, I'm the paper boy showing up at your door. Like what are we doing? You know what? That probably does do a little role playing uh, in it because they could probably get away with it like that. Let's role play and you be the paper boy. Spank me with your newspaper. Yes. Extra, extra. You're narrating what you want to happen the whole time so it don't seem so off because y'all role playing. Right. But how many times are you going to get to do that role play before before they decide, what's wrong with you? Role play is me as a paper boy or magazine guy or, you know. Yes. Why you always want this tube of newspaper and not this dick? I'm confused. Listen, that is true. Okay, so I don't, I'm just leaving the subject a little bit. We can come back to it. Did y'all watch the movie with Sterling and uh, Regina Hall? Yeah, I did. The church movie. The church movie. I watched it. I can't remember. The church movie. I haven't yet, but I've, I've been seeing her interview about it, but I haven't saw it. Okay. I don't want to ruin it for you. Spoiler, don't watch it to the people who haven't seen it. You can already tell it's some bullshit. Yeah. He was wanting to have anal all the time. And so she'd be like, can we just do it this one time the other way? And he would come really quick and she was not satisfied. He would have been satisfied, but she wasn't. But you know, that's like kind of loosely based off of that one pastor who was doing those boys. Ed and Ed Long. Ed Long. Ed Long. Pastor Ed Long. Yeah. I say it. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, that's what people do. Just like, I mean, so I, I have not seen a person with a crazy fetish that's been single. The bitch that was eating deodorant, the one that was eating her dead husband's ashes, the 600 pound life people, they all got somebody. Somebody accepts them for who they are. Hey, I'm yucking all they fucking yums because that shit's nasty. Okay. <laughs> even in the, even the mattresses, that, even the motherfucker that like sweaty toe jams after a good two hour run. I mean, shit, he got a partner. I don't know how long that's, he gonna have her, but he got her. That's yes, and that's like for real. All is not lost, Miss Jackson. All is not <laughs> these people, these people, I tell you. But hey, if y'all want to be nasty as fuck, y'all be nasty. Your standards of, of fetishes are not high enough, Tasha. 
I guess not. I need to find some fuck shit to finish. Like, I need to have, you know, I want to have a threesome with two men and myself. You know, that- Or I need to get on the websites that- Yeah, you, 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 the stuff that you want or desire or- I have been meeting people and putting myself out there a little more. Oh, have you? I met somebody I like too. Ooh. What is this? Can we get a nickname? We're gonna call him Mr. Brown. Okay, Mr. Mr. Brown. Brown. Mr. Brown. Okay. I like it. We'll see. I just like him for now. At someone. We'll see. I like that you like someone. Yeah. I like people out of town. Hey, Mr. Brown. I just don't like him for long. I like that though. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Ebony, you like anybody new? <laughs> I do. Okay. Who you like new? Well, he's got this beard that's like got this gray in it. I said somebody new. She said new, bitch. He a new nigga today. No. <laughs> but he was acting and showing his ass last night when we was on our family call. This nigga. <laughs> Listen. Um, no, I really. Mm-mm. No, you ain't dipped in the lady pond. Mm-mm. No, okay. okay. Why would I dip there? Well, just she don't it's like dipping the, the lady. She's the drunk. It's pee in the pond, and I ain't talking about penis. I don't want that. <laughs> I want to go to the penis pool, not to the pee pee pool. We know it's about. 15 episodes ago, you was trying to get in the lady pool. <laughs> Again, I say, she only want pussy when she drunk. Right. That's the only time it works for me. When she, she too drunk like to it. remember, she asked for it. That's when she wanted it. I really don't ask for it. <laughs> no more. <Mm-mm>. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So did y'all hear about this uh for the sex trafficking scene where the, got a, caught 160 people. No, do share. 160 people where? Where was they at? Was they in another you all? Nah, no. Um, it they were it's just Florida. They had a massive sex trafficking scene. They again got two of the workers are from Disney. Y'all remember we did that special about Disney. Oh, yeah all those molesters and stuff sex trafficking two of them worked at disney um multiple teachers multiple teachers and uh, a a georgia deputy police chief Mm. it's not surprising people actually do go into fields that allow them to have easier access Mm-hmm. you know engage as long as as long as they can it's just when they when when it's gone so far that they can't control themselves anymore and have to actually start touching and raping and killing because yeah they have easy access to what they're trying to what they, what they, they want yeah if you go yeah. work at mm-hmm. disney duh ain't nothing but kids if you're a teacher duh 
pastors get to play with the little boys, the boy scout, the girl scout leaders, like people Cops. put themselves in positions to be what it is that they're trying to be. Just think Under how many of those girls were probably reported missing Operation. that the cop arrested or whatever. This operation resulted in 52 felony charges and 200 okay. misdemeanor charges against um, the accused individuals. Um, this this was like high school teachers. I mean, this all stemmed from like a, you know, these people responded to online ads. Mm. And the ad was a sting operation, like the one that Chris, what's the name used to do? Yep. Yep. Craigless. Yep. Oh, you talking about Chris? Um, Chris. Chris Hans. Hans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> These things, boy, them shits was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't going to do nothing. I was just coming to tell her to be safe. She don't need to be out here doing this inviting strange people to her house. I'm sorry, sir. Why did you bring coolers and condoms? If that's it's all right. you were coming for. Right. <laughs> to show her how to use them just in case she was going to do it. Okay, yeah. Oh, so I don't leave. all of the 160 names. However, I have some pictures. Mm. I love photos. Scroll through some pictures. The police deputy. I was like gonna say that he looks like the fucking cops. Damn it! Entitled ass police officer. His big ass ears. Why the ears be so big? I'm just want y'all to look at these people's professions and stuff now. Yeah, Marines. Oh wow, a cop, another fucking cop, another cop. Not surprised. Features. Damn, he looked like some motherfucker I didn't seen on Criminal Minds or some shit. Hell yeah. Who's up with the lot? What the fuck? What he do? Yeah, go back. I wow. Missed him. I missed my my thing fell down. He's a Disney worker. Mm. Damn, I bet he was singing. He was probably a Latin. Shame, 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 shame. I didn't want to do the chain. I want to do the shame, but we got it. I know I wasn't paying attention. I, I came in late, and then I realized y'all were saying shame instead of chain. Melodious though, the voice was melodious. We appreciated it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Melodious. Let me see. So, um, we gonna were there any women helpers? Were there any women arrested in that scene? I I've moved on. I don't have any pictures. There was no pictures of any women. Okay, I was just curious to see. No. Do we feel like we need to address the Ray J, Chris Jenner shit? Do we feel like we need to go over them bitches? No, I mean, it wasn't. Asking. It wasn't surprising. Um. 
it's sickening, but she's probably watched them in real life before. She probably watches everything Kim does. I think I think she's obsessed with Kim more than anybody. That's so what happens in Hollywood. Hell. But why he's deciding to come out and talk about it now, I don't why. It had like, an NDA. It was NDA, not agreement. Oh, fuck, they've well, been talking about it. Some things transpired recently. And- Recently, and that's what brought it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he so, said it himself. So y'all, no, it was not. It was. It really wasn't. It was something that happened on the show. Or no, Kim and Kanye. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I know what happened because I watched it. I know what happened. Let me tell you. I don't want to talk about. It. I'm not okay. Good. To- I'm over the shit. Nobody wants to talk. Funky breakfast, Ray J, and loose pussy Kim. Um, Meg the Stallion, uh, talking about some wall pain. Wapu. Meg the Stallion and Hillary Clinton, they had a little paint and sip, and they was talking about the wop. Oh, okay. Like to hit. Here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Chelsea follows rap music. She has ever since she was a little girl, but I kind of came to awareness of you with the Cardi B wap. I really Cardi as soon as she sent me the song. I think I sent it back to her like the next day. And it was just so exciting. The men, they seem so confident in what they're saying and they don't have no problem with talking about their sexuality and how they're gonna have sex with you. So I was like, well, <laughs> I could do that and it's gonna sound fire coming from a woman. It's great to see women be so kind of fierce. That is my life's mission <laughs> to make sure that I'm always unapologetically me. Chelsea follows. I thought that was cool. It was. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of Meg. And she also just did, I uh, was watching a talk show. Um, is it Mrs. Hawk or whatever the female Hawk had? The Marvel has that show, that uh, series now or whatever with the female Hawk or whatever. And Megan, she reached out to Meg to come on there to be, and so she was on there like teaching her how to twerk. It was, it was pretty cool, too. Funny. I haven't watched that series you know, yet. That, she, so she's tapped into Marvel. She's tapping into a little bit of everything, which is pretty cool. I just love yep, seeing love um, women win um, and Black women as well. Brown. I just love seeing women win, period. And I think it's dope. I saw that. I, everybody black. I saw that interview and I was like, that is so awesome. That was pretty cool it was great so can Tasha get some music I don't even know music. she all right oh, save your vocals girl save your vocals yeah, so I've been, been dying I'm... you want to give me some or you want mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Great. um I've been dying to tell y'all about these this new invention that I found it's not my invention obviously and I was hoping that they came today and they did so I found this group. Have y'all heard of uh, tonight's conversation? Like I found it, stumbled upon it on Facebook and now Instagram too. But like little snippets come up and it's like, I think some of them are regular people, but I think a lot of them are like comedians or whatever, but there's these debate cards, right? And they're they're, um, several different decks. So the one that I bought was um, the perfect date night questions and then relationship debate. 
Okay. So it's a huge stack. And I mean, there some of the questions are just questions that, I mean, we ask a lot of questions, but they're just questions you don't really think of. So some of them are questions that we've asked before, but I'm going to choose a couple out of each deck and just let y'all uh, answer them. So the rule of the game is that the person drawing the questions don't have to answer, but if y'all want me to. I'll... How convenient. Cool. She got okay, this one. Oh, I just stumbled up on this one. And so here we go. So this one is out of the relationship debate questions. Um, a man is on a date with a woman and she's on her phone the entire time. When the check comes, he asks for it to be split because of this. Is this fair? Explain your answer. Fair. You ain't got enough time for me. You ain't gonna give me no, I'm giving you my time, me, my presence, and you're giving me your phone. Pay for your bitch. Ebony? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you say something? <laughs> but that's rude as fuck. Yeah, bitch, you paying for your own food. You were absolutely paying for your own meal. I agree. You paying for your own shit. Like, if you can't give me no conversation, because uh, you can, you if you're not interested, you can say you're not interested before I, before we order all this shit. Hell yeah. Because Dutch it is. Get that emergency call on deck. Hey, I need you to go up in the car so I can get the fuck up out of here. Hello? Dutch it is. Yes. Um, no. Oh, here's one. You find that your significant other has been paying for new webcam chats with random people on the internet. Do you consider this cheating? Explain. Mm. No, I feel like it's a form of porn. I don't, I don't, I don't care. I, I don't. The uh, how much money are you spending? Yeah, it would be that part would be what, like. And then my no. some shit. Sorry, hold on. Go ahead, Ebony. Yeah, the pain for part will be throwing me off. Like, I don't care about porn. I don't care about that shit is free. But the, actually, you're paying to have conversations with someone. That And that I think that might be a form of emotional cheating if they're paying to talk to the same person. Yeah. So I think that would be a discussion. We need that's to have a little, that's, that's a that. little different for me. And to what you were saying, it's it, the paying is it's what poses the problem for me because I don't care about a motherfucker watching porn. I don't even care about you going to the strip club. I've literally delivered my dude's wallet to him because he left it at home and he wanted to go to the strip club after work. And I took him his wallet so that they could go to the strip club after work. I don't give a shit about none of that. My thing is how much money are you paying or spending? Because I know like my old boss, her husband was paying they went to vegas and he didn't got slid one of them motherfucking uh, magical vegas cards and this motherfucker spent all of their money and they were very well off then he spent all of her grandma's money that had been left to her damn and like he was spending all the money he's still alive barely but she left his ass and this was in 2008, probably eight, nine, ten. That shit is awful. I would have. Yeah. So that's when I say it depends on like, you know, I consider it's a, a virgin of porn if you, but if you just like spending a whole lot of money and a whole lot of time talking to my fuck, that's, that's a conversation to be had. 
for sure. Like, what's what's happening? You know, yeah, you need a motherfucker sure. to talk to? You want to pay a motherfucker <laughs> to talk? Bitch, I can talk yeah. to you naked all day long. Behind the glass, yeah. if you if this ain't what you want, I yeah. can be Kathy, Susie, Susie Q, what you need. If it's excessive, because the yeah. money need to stay in house. Like, that's not, that's the problem right there. The money stays home. The money stays, stays home. Pay, but you still getting whatever through this site? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, it's a no for me. All right, come on, give us one more. Give us one more. Well, this, oh, I'm going to go, that was three, out, that was out of that deck. I'm going to go to the date night deck and see, pull some questions out of there. I had some kind of pulled to the side, but I mixed them back up in there. Oh, here's one because I thought it was kind of, um, kind of goes with the times. You and your significant other become pregnant and he or she approaches you about an abortion. What is your response? Shoot, I'm glad you said something because I was going to go with it without you. <laughs> I knew that was going to be your response. <laughs> <laughs> Now, thank God I had to carry this shit by myself. I didn't want to have a lot of people say I had the miscarriage. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting rid of it. Fuck <laughs> that. Dodge that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, never bought up shit. I'm for abortions. I am for abortions. This bitch is crazy. And honest. For me, So you get pregnant right now, bitch. If you had all your shit, you get pregnant. Nobody's known me. I can't have mo. I can't handle no kids. So you gonna meet me at the clinic? Basically, is what you're saying. I'm gonna slide to the clinic if that should happen. <laughs> what is your response if if you find out y'all pregnant and your significant other he approaches you about an abortion? What is your response? I mean. Right now, he need to be approaching me for an abortion because he don't want them damn more kids and neither do I. So, yeah, right now. But in general, um, it just depends on the, the basis of him, of our relationship. If he was an ancient-ass dude, it would probably be best. But Let me ask y'all this, because y'all know on some female shit, even if we know in our hearts of hearts that abortion is the way we're going, really, even if in regardless to what they feel, if they approach us and say it first, we be feeling some kind of way, even if we know that's what the fuck they, we gonna do anyway. Let mm -hmm. them bring it out their mouth. We're gonna have that's a problem. So you don't wanna bring so it up. Oh, you, so you don't love me like that? Motherfuckers be looking for a reason. Oh, so you don't wanna have, you had a baby with that bitch, you don't wanna have a baby with I don't know. I've literally heard of this. I've, I mean, I've never, I, like, my, I've only had one baby that was not planned. Well, technically I had two, but the other one was within the marriage, so that's different. But the first one, when I told him that I was pregnant, that motherfucker said, it ain't mine. So that's normally, back in the day, that used to be the response. And, and then the abortion response was next. So me it ain't mine. And are you saying, what you telling me for? We got to get cut, stabbed. Like I can't, yeah, no. It ain't gonna be good happening from me. It's like, 
it's like when you want somebody to invite you out, but you know you're not gonna go already. It's like it's like one of those things. Like I want you to ask me, but I I ain't going. Even if you know I ain't gonna go, because the last one hundred times you asked me, I told you no, or made up five excuses for each time. I still want you to bother me and bother yourself every time and ask me. That's it's so petty. Those people exist. I don't know how men date women. Oh, oh, it's such a oh, it's such a drag. I just don't. Listen, I'll be like, I'll be like Tasha on uh, that Tyler Perry movie shit. I already knew what it was. I was waiting on you to say something. I was waiting on you to say something. It's Walter's baby. You didn't didn't get it from Keisha, bitch. You got it from Walter. Exactly. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) All right. I'm a hot ass motherfucking mess. God. Listen, I just, I would literally find the tallest, the ship building here is the tallest building in Birmingham. And I believe that's the building that I would find to jump off of if I found that I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't. mm -mm. Hey, I'm just going to tell y'all out there listening. Don't let this be your life at the day and age we live in right now. You better have a motherfucking backup plan. You better have you a motherfucking that want that baby because uh, nine times out of ten, you're going to be stuck with that bitch. <laughs> you're stuck anyway. with it. So. Ooh, ooh, and let me just put this PSA out there since we were talking about PSAs and what you should do. And the older women are starting to have babies more often than they used to. And they are oh. in single. Nobody asked me. It's some old bitches having babies. If somebody asked me if I could still have or had all my shit been taken out, and I'm like, I'm still able to produce, but don't I don't want to. Don't ask me. The fuck you look like having a baby at 50. Like, where are these spins coming from? Because you wait until you motherfucking 48 to have one fucking kids. You think I'm supposed to bet? This guy that I just met is 50. He's been married before and does not have children. You're waiting for a responsible adult to have kids. Who fucking does that? Nobody's ever responsible. Nobody's ever a responsible adult. Exactly. Like when they think they are, they're not. Like, no, like, oh, what I was gonna say was this is the PSA and then we can move on. Listen, like Tasha said, (laughs) you know, that shit's become illegal. So when y'all think about going home with them motherfuckers, the one night stands, let them motherfucking club lights come on so you can see what these motherfuckers look like. Cause you you bound house mugly ass babies. Y'all need to let the lights come up before you just take anything home. You ain't right. <laughs> Listen. So let's talk about you. Let's talk about who? Mamas. Y'all mamas, people's mamas, everybody's oh. mama. Let's mama, talk about mama. let's talk about some mamas. So I across this video. Let me get the listen to what this gentleman says. So who sits in the back, your girl or your or your mom? My mom. Wow. <laughs> and my mother have my mother would have. No, my mother got sitting in the back. Are you crazy? 
You think I'm dri- me? I'm driving with my woman next to me in the car. We go pick up my mother. I'm gonna tell my woman get out the car and sit in the back. I think that answer. I think that answer to that question is tricky. No, it's not. It my is. My mom got to sit in the you back. Why it's tricky? Because it's one of those things you want your woman to be able to ask your mom. Like, come on, mom, you can sit in the front. If and my if mom, mommy if my, say if no, she want to do that. That's up to her. That part. I would never create a standard for my for my for my, for my woman to, to get out of the car to sit in the back for my mom. No, ain't nothing wrong with the back. All right. I agree with that. So my take on that is that um, I I would really it the the ideal would be that the woman is um, I don't know I don't want to say smart enough because it it would imply that she's dumb if she doesn't but um, I would like to think that. For me, I would say, like, me and my guy, if we're going to pick up his mother or my mother, I'm going to offer the front seat. That's just who I am. That's who I've always been. So, and then if she wants to take the bag, but I'm always going to offer the elder person, man or woman, even if it's his father, I'm going to ask him if he wants to sit in the front. Same. That's me. Um, but I don't think, I think that people putting a standard on, boy, you better choose your mama. That's your, that's your mama. No. Because when you get married, your wife, wife. Is, is, exactly. is your first priority. That is who you are there to please. That is your union. It's not to say that you stop respecting your parents and that, but to put that type of pressure on somebody and to say that this is the standard and this is what you're supposed to do. No, I think that's her relationship. But I think that the woman should be in the man, regardless. If it's my guy and we're going to pick up my mama, he better he better get out and offer the front seat and open the door for her, grab her shit and help her in it and all of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, some of that shit is unspoken, but sometimes you have to let people know where you stand and what your fucking requirements are when it comes to you and when it comes to your family. So mm-hmm. that's just my take. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I agree. Listen, of course, y'all know we had to go pick up cotton in Oklahoma City. I asked her if she wants to ride in the front seat. She said, no, I won't go ask her many times. I want her to send it back because she won't talk to me in the front seat the whole time I was driving. And I'm sure Rob wanted her to sit in the back seat as well because that woman can talk when we get on the, in the car. She's like, I'm to get your ass back there and go to sleep. Yeah. So I'll tell you everything that has transpired the whole time she's been in Oklahoma. Exactly. A woman, and I, I feel like a mother that wants to be in the front seat is one of those mothers that want to have her hand in and on everything. She don't have mm-hmm. a life, so she's still trying to live through her son. Her son being her only man most of her life, so she puts that right. added pressure on her son. I don't think that's fair. If my yes. son and his mm-hmm. girl came to pick me up, especially if we're going, hey, we're going anywhere on a long ride, I don't care who the fuck's driving, I'm trying to be in the back seat, stretched uh-huh. the fuck out. Driving. Y'all can I have the front seat. That don't mean king shit, queen shit. That yeah. don't mean nothing but that you're going to be the first motherfucker out the windshield if somebody hits your ass. That's all that means. <laughs> so y'all need to relax on the motherfucking front seat. <laughs> relax on that shit. That's hilarious. But I agree wholeheartedly. I don't need to sit in the front seat. I don't even care about sitting in the front seat. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think um, I think if the person doesn't offer, then maybe you need to kind of pay attention to that and kind of 
and 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 they may not offer because of they already have that kind of tit for tat relationship with your mother because she's already got her hands in and on everything. So y'all, if if there's already that kind of uh struggle for power for the son's mm-hmm. love and all that because there are mothers that do that shit. Get out of that relationship. You can win. It, when there's a struggle for power like that, you're not going to win. The mom. It's usually with mothers and their sons. It really is. It's with yeah. mothers and their sons. And I'm only saying that not because I, I would never be that kind of mother. I'm going to protect my son. And if I see some bullshit, I'm going to point it out to him. But mm-hmm. I'm not all in your shit trying to dictate what's going on in your relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's not for me to do. Like back the fuck up and let your son live his life. But I had a boyfriend like that in like middle school and high school. And this woman was a whole fucking trip. She was a trip. She was a trip. I have a, I have a couple of friends who have said that there will be no woman good enough for them sons. And my first response was, y'all sons probably ain't going to be shit. Just from Hell. that statement alone. Yep. Has let me know that your sons ain't going to be worth two nickels to rub together. Not nothing. So y'all don't do that to y'all sons. Moms, those moms that are like that with their boys, their boys aren't shit. I have had the pleasure of marrying two of them. Oh, mm. sorry. Sorry. Not, it's one hundred percent the truth. Like you, you know, you've always heard these things where like a guy that really respects his mom and da 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 da. Yes, but to what extent? like respects his mom but let his mom dictate everything he does that's one thing like my son respects the shit out of me but guess what he gonna check me when i'm wrong you know what i'm saying and then we have a relationship like i know my bad i know when i'm going too far because we've built that relationship over the years you know i used to think it'd be funny to say little funny stories and the older he got when i realized that he didn't like the stories that were that were being funny that I was talking about at his expense as his mom. Right. And when he was old enough to be like, that's not cool. Like, even though they weren't embarrassing stories, but again, the way they made him feel is the way they made him feel. And I had mm-hmm. to respect that and right. pay attention to that and stop telling those stories at his expense. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so you you develop a level of um of respect based on how you communicate with your children. And That's what I'm excited for me and Stefan's first mother-son trip since ever. And um, I'm so excited to go to Belize with him so we can just have those. We've had, He and I have had several very good, candid, crying conversations because once he went to the military, I felt like he didn't need me anymore and he, he literally didn't communicate with me. So I was like, fuck, was I like a horrible mom? Did I not do this? So we had a heart to heart uh, several years later and um, he made me see a lot of things. Like, you know, as moms, we think that because they have left our side or they're not in our presence daily, that like, you know, we are the only ones that are affected by that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Deployed, you know, it, it's you know, bombs landing where he's stationed. I'm seeing it on the news. I'm going crazy, you know, and he's like, I'm like, but you don't talk to me. And he said, because when I talk to you, I can't focus on how to live out here. 
Mm-hmm. I was too much. He had to keep it separate because it's easy to forget. You get caught up in daydreaming about your life at home. Yes. And a motherfucking bomb land at your foot. So yeah, you gotta, I've heard people say that. He's a pilot, so. Yeah. You know, so I, I mean, it yeah. really perspective because I never thought of it. That I'm so worried about, was I this horrible mom and oh, he just don't love me no more and I don't get a happy birthday. I don't get a this, I don't get a that. And it's really him removing himself so he could be able to survive it. But it took him, me and him having that candid mm-hmm. conversation I'm so thrilled to, you know, go on this trip with him for his 30th birthday and just dig all inside of his brain and just laugh and talk and just to get to know him all over again. So yeah, it's awesome. I I can't wait. So, and I love the relationship that you have uh, with your son, Tasha, and mm-hmm. birthday video. I watched his birthday video and I was oh. just like, I was like, oh, oh you, you know, he is dope. And I just told him happy birthday and everything. And he's just a real respectful young man. I'm he like, really F you. He like, thank you, auntie. You know what I'm saying? And I have never met him. <laughs> and so it's just, he's just respectful and kind. And I just like him. I just love what he does for the community. He's an awesome guy. You raise a good kid. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, Corian is a beautiful Inside and out, he's just a beautiful boy. He always has been, though. Mm-hmm. He's always had a very sweet demeanor. He's like, always been that that kid. Like, even if when he was getting into shit, like, when I was getting calls from them schools because he, he was getting into shit or being the class clown or whatever, they still, they loved him so much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I came and pulled him out of the schools or the teachers that he was giving the most hell, they were crying saying, please don't, please don't check him out. But I was like, no, he got to be taught a lesson. And it was so crazy because that video you said, like I found, I was looking for an envelope to put the money that I was giving him in. And I had this box just full of cards because I'm a square when it comes to shit like that. So I just have a box of cards and, um, I have old letters and stuff in there. And I ran across one of his old letters. He had to write it when he was in like the sixth grade, middle school, mm-hmm. when I made him go to Hoover. And so he tells the story all the time. And he'd be like, my mama changed my life when she made me go to Hoover because I threatened, I'm going to send your ass over here. I'm driving you to Edmond schools every day to make sure you got a great education, but you acting like you need to be over here where the bus is going to take you. Right. So after threatening and threatening and threatening, he had to get bust over there. But anyway, he wrote me a letter saying that, you know, even though I was terrified to come to this school, like it changed my life. It helped me see, you know, what you were doing. It was just his whole letter it wrote. And then he was just like, at the end, um, I know that you work a lot because you're trying to make sure that we got food on the table and whatnot. He was like, I just have one request that we can spend more time together. I love you. Blah, 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 blah. So I just basically on the back of that, responded I wrote him a whole letter you know you don't get handwritten letters anymore so I wrote mm-hmm. Corian is all about sentimental shit like if I didn't take him no food or no money and just wrote that letter he would have just been on his knees crying because that's just who he is right so I just wrote a whole letter in response to what he wrote on the other side and I had him read his letter first and then read my letter Ergo. Did he remember writing? Did he remember writing the letter? When he read, got halfway through, he was like, man, I say this to people all the time because, you know, he's, Corian talks to, he's always giving his testimony, especially to like younger 
kids, he's always talking and, and giving his testimony and telling them that they can be the best that they can be. So in reading that, where it said that, you know, sending me over here changed my life. He said, dang, I say this all the time. I was just saying this to somebody yesterday. And he said to me, like when we get in our hearts to hearts, he, he said he said it to me a couple of times. So I knew that it would it would stand out. But it was it was pretty dope. I was like, don't lose my letters. I, I need that back. He was like, no, I'm gonna put it in my wallet. I'm gonna keep up with it. So yeah. So thank y'all, because I love my baby. I love him. We get some say my name, say my name. Say my motherfucking name. So this is just by memory. Somebody wanted me to bring this up. So Billy, you gotta meet. I was the best of my the best of my memory. I was talking to Billy and her um, boyfriend, long long uh, long boyfriend, forever. And so um, it's been like eleven years that they've been together, something like that. So anyway, we're talking, 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 and they're talking about um, kissing and being intimate, kissing and smoking blunts. And sucking dick, all that. And so <laughs> they're like, um, well, Juicy was like, his name was Juicy Lauren. Billy's boyfriend is named Juicy. So Juicy was like, I don't, I don't hit no blunt behind no um, just random bitches or bitches because I ain't trying to suck no dick behind no bitch because I know they be sucking dick and all that. And in my head, I'm like, but you do, and I'm sure you have. And he's like, I ain't never, I ain't did this, I ain't did that. And I said, I can think of a time when you smoked behind some bitches. I know suck dick. And he was like, when? And I was like at April's party when you came to April's house and y'all was passing my blunt around like all them blunt. Bitch, how about when I came to your house and you smoked with me? How about when, <laughs> hello? They high, they high as hell and they like went up and down and they were like, wait a minute. So, you know, I don't know if anybody knows this, but most people know, I don't eat behind my kids. I don't eat behind anybody. I, I, or drink. My mom, I eat or drink. That's just the way I've been. I've been that way my entire life. I just don't do it. And so if I, if I, if you drink after my drink, you can go ahead and have it because I don't want no more of it. That's just the way that I've been. And they were like, well, you kiss your husband. I do that. Yeah, I do. But I still don't drink after him. I think for me in my head is different. So they wanted me to post the question of how many people are really being cognitive of what they put in their mouths as far as when you are drinking. Because, you know, back in our time, all of us, three of us, we live in a time where I think mono was the thing. And mono, I don't think is that much prevalent right now, but monkeypox is. It's silly. It's, and, oh, well, yeah, monkeypox and COVID and all that. So are y'all being mindful? Well, and y'all who and who could like <laughs> every time. So listen, when I, they, I just I just saw on the news this whole doctor was giving a report on hookahs and saying that like people are catching herpes and uh, herpes through through yep. hookahs. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I just, I've just never been a fan of, when, first of all, I don't hookah, but I have never been a fan of putting my mouth on some shit that other people around me, so I just don't, and yes, of course, I pretended to hit the blunt with y'all, that's not what I'm saying, because I was not really, huh? 
here's my thing. I get it. And it's, you know, because people don't like to change and they definitely don't like to be forced into change, right? So when COVID happened and everybody was like, no, nah, I'm cool. I'd rather roll a blunt for you and have you smoke your own blunt than to pass it around. But people be all like, and I don't care about that because for a while, I just had my one hitter. Like I'm not even rolling joints oh, and yeah. blunt because all I got is this. Sorry, this is little- you know my sister. She will make sure that everyone around her has their own one hitter. She will bring them for you and pack them in. Like my sister, yeah. ultimate hostess. Correct. If you- at her house, whatever you drink, she's gonna have a little minis for you. If you smoke, she'll have stuff for you to smoke. If you don't, you know, she won't. Like, she is like the ultimate hostess. Even when you get in her car, she's got whatever, like little drinks yeah. made and all kinds of shit. But she does, she's like the queen of the little one hitters. Yeah. Yep. And so like- I, I try to I try to keep it separate. I try not to smoke with everybody who try to pass me the blunt for germ purposes and because people are still just putting shit in weed. I, if I don't know you, I'm not smoking with you. It's a motherfucker that come up to my job every Wednesday and Thursday like a creep to, to sit and talk to the creep that's the cook and watch me. So now I just started wearing baggy clothes because mm. I know you coming to stare at my physique the whole fucking time I'm working. It's creepy as fuck. But then you asking me if I smoke, yeah, I smoke, but I, I smoke my own shit. So every week you sitting up here for like two months, every week you come up here and sit, you good sister, you good? Bro, I'm never gonna smoke with you. We're never gonna smoke together, not ever. So you can stop asking me. I'm never going to accept a joint from you, some weed yeah. from you, nothing. We ain't never smoking together. I'm always gonna be cool. So you can just stop asking me. Yo, that's what I can appreciate about Oklahoma being, and I know we're getting on topic, but blah. Um, that's what I appreciate about Oklahoma being a, a state where you can actually buy your own, go inside of a store and buy your own marijuana mm-hmm. so that you can get your own. Because even if you bought it from the regular weed man, you don't know what his intentions are with sprinkling fentanyl or whatever. That shit. You just have to be careful. So they fast. putting fentanyl on money and all kind of, they just, motherfuckers is on some weird shit. So Yeah. I try to uh, smoke with the least amount of people as possible. But again, I'm not as cautious as I used to be when COVID was like really, really prevalent. Um, but I am still a little cautious. Um, but again, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like we don't pay attention to that. Even not even just with smoking, with drinking, we even putting touching shit and putting our own hands in our mouth. That's why, Shari, I always fuck with you when you talk about how feet are so nasty. My feet are covered up right now. I walk around barefoot all day long. I might even go outside barefoot. But when I say barefoot, I still got socks on. My hands touch every motherfucking thing my feet don't touch all day long. And then I might see a hangnail and be like, and don't even think about it. When's the last time you washed your hands? You understand what I'm saying? That's why I say it's so many germs in our mouth that we don't even realize it. Yo, it's nothing, it's nothing like getting a blunt and that motherfucker is soggy. Ugh, that's just so disgusting. I hate, that's one that, reason I stopped smoking with everybody. I can't stand to put my mouth on a that wet shit ass blunt. Disgusting, man. I was just like, I don't know how people do this. Like, I don't. Yo, supposed to be like, wet is always better. Not on a blunt tip, bitch. No. 
Right. That is crazy. If it's your personal shit, then you can put your tongue on it and all of that. Do all of that. Mm-hmm. I can't stand motherfuckers who think it's okay to share a cigar. No, you don't share cigars. Cigars is personal. People, personal. The, mm-hmm. the tip of a cigar is supposed to be wet if you're smoking it correctly. So that's not something you share. You want to share? We can just share. No, ma'am. Get your own. Because I no, we don't share cigars. Yo, so and then there's a second part to that thing. Um, they've also been experimenting with party drugs. Um, so because they said the sex is better. So my they wanted me to pose a question because I was like, bitch, no. Yes. Are you guys willing to play? White girl. This part. Oh. So, so are y'all willing to try party drugs if it makes the sex better? And when I say party drug, I mean cocaine, the powder, the sniff. You know. No, I have tried ecstasy once. Y'all know the story. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, for a threesome. Um, and it does. It just, it just helps you not think about the shit that you would normally be in your head with basically mm-hmm. for me but i'm not outside of that i'm not trying this shit right here take me higher than i want to be sometimes yeah i I'm, can't imagine it's a no for me um and y'all know i i'll do anything i won't do i'm so scared of cocaine because it's related to crack and i grew up in the crack era and <laughs> When you know that you have, you come from addictive backgrounds mm-hmm. on my mother and father's side. That, that is, that's the other half of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just really watched my family disintegrate from it. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's a no for me. Um, I, I'm, you can do it, but you're not going to do it if you're with me. I, I don't, I'm not going to, I never try to tell my partners what they can and they cannot do, but that is a no-go for me. That would be a deal breaker. Um, so if the artist came in and was like, you know what, I'm about to bump this real quick. Yeah, have to bump on, bump, bump, bump. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you saying that, because I'm going to tell you, that shit fucks with their mood and their minds. Yes. I, I, my I, niece, my niece I, who's now pregnant, you know her mother, KW. Yes, I've lived this. I the youngest girl is pregnant now, but her guy they have a great relationship until he snort that shit. They get so paranoid. They start accusing you of shit. Like just sitting over there talking to her after they had a big ass fight because he was on that shit. And the only time they fight is when he on that shit because he's not even thinking straight. It's like crazy ass conversations that don't make sense. You paranoid. You think a motherfucker plotting on you. It's just and. Motherfuckers get hurt real bad on that shit because of the way that they coming at people mm-hmm. for nothing. They don't even realize they coming at people like that and they wake up the fuck in the hospital because she put the nigga in the hospital because of the it's way he fun. was coming at her mm-hmm. on that shit. And then when he started coming down and woke up in the hospital. Like, what do I do? What happened? Yeah, what the fuck? Sorry. No. So no, I'm not going No, thank you. I, no, thank you. Never done that. I've never done um, Molly's. I had I went to a music festival and they were given to me. And the person I was with, Damon, um, he was like, "Hell no, that shit." 
Um, I've never done ecstasy. The only thing that I've done besides marijuana is mushrooms. And that was a long ass, that was a long ass motherfucking time. Ago. I love shrooms. Let me that, tell you, I've never done anything else. When I lived in Atlanta, um, like I was dating a guy out of New York and we had, we were hanging out for New Year's Eve. A lot of his friends had came from New York, whatever. We were partying and he had a drink. He had his drink and I was like, give me a drink. And he, he, he was like, my brother just put some Molly in here. And I really thought he was bullshitting and I took a sip of it anyway. I was fucked up. I'm so glad that my friend decided to show up because she said she wasn't coming out that night, but she showed up on me. I'm so glad she did because that one sip of that drink that I took, like my, my, my legs literally turned into rubber bands. I couldn't stand up anymore. Yeah. I couldn't. What is Molly exactly? I I don't fucking know. I thought it was, I was told it was described as like ecstasy smashed up, ecstasy in powder form. Oh. No, Molly is not what the fuck that was. Because when I tell you, I could not walk out of that building. And I had to walk, I had to leave the party, this New Year's Eve party. I had to leave. My homegirl had to take me out of there, took me to my hotel. I got barefoot and everything, and I was still falling. With my shoes in my hand, I was still falling down. My legs were like, me and Molly are basically the same thing. Okay. What Molly? They're cocaine and ketamine. Yeah, I didn't know. Being, like I said, this was in Atlanta. It's when they first started singing and talking about mm-hmm. Molly. And I don't know, like I said, because I know I don't really fuck with other drugs. We was drinking Hennessy. I took a couple swigs of that drink and that ended my night. Just say no to drugs. No to drugs. Drugs are bad. If it ain't weed, it ain't right. Like I wanna I wanna try shrooms because I heard um well Charlamagne be talking about them all the time. I have and those right else, now. Those are my favorite. It's, it's something else that Charlamagne does. I can't remember and I'll, I'll try to remember for the next time we talk about it. But um he says that he loves it, but like you really have to be in a good place when you do it. Yeah, you can't else. be in a fucked up mindset because with shrooms, it's going to take you on the trip that your mindset is on. So if you in a dark place, if you if you're thinking about committing suicide and you take shrooms, you're gonna go on a dark ass ride and fuck around and wake up dead. It oh, could wow. happen, you know. But if you in a light place. I mean, the first time I was ta- I took shrooms was in Atlanta, um, and we would take a couple before we were going out on the town, and always had an amazing time. Um, the only time when I really, really realized it, the effects of it was one night on our way back in from being out on a night, and just the highways. This highway that I had been on a million times. Like all the lights were so much brighter. Like we passed like the bus station where all the buses park at night and it was just so lit up with red lights and that shit was just like, wow. (laughs) It was just so bright and crazy. And that was the first time I really realized like, oh yeah, I'm tripping off the shrooms. But it just makes everything more vibrant and beautiful. I'm so afraid of drugs. It's a cool, mushrooms aren't drugs. Well, I'm afraid of the psychedelics. 
The second the leaks. That's a beer. I mm-hmm. had a afraid, afraid of yourself. But yeah. Uh, maybe 10 years ago, something like that. And um, I had it on a pizza. You had shrooms on a pizza? That's mm-hmm. what I call them too. That's funny, pizza type. Oh. Yeah, I had them on a pizza. And I just remember, and anyone that knows me knows that like, I like to be outside, but I really don't like the elements. So I was laying in the grass. Like, and that grass felt like soft, fluffy feathers. Silk was like gracing. Yeah. And it was just yeah. a, the way that it was described to me, the way that I was behaving, I was very traumatized. I was like, I was laying in the grass, like in rope. <laughs> you were being one with nature, which you never probably would have experienced otherwise. I mean, everyone, y'all know I love the beach. I love being out in the streets, but like, I have to do so much. I take an allergy pill every day. I have to carry an EpiPen. If I get bit by one bug, it's just the end of all ends. Like, I... <laughs> but did you die? Yeah, but I'm rolling in the grass. But did you die? I didn't die. Okay. Clearly, I'm still here today. But yeah. Maybe, maybe I, on our next noop, noop trip, we can do shrooms. Absolutely not. It's not something that you do as a group because you can start fucking up, picking up other people's energies. It, it works on energy. Oh. And oh, okay. somebody else's, yeah, you can have a fucked up trip. But on your first or your first experience experiences, it suggests that you do them alone on a day that you don't have shit to do. You don't have to go to work. So you can just take it. You take it on an empty stomach and you just experience it. Just so you can see the first time how you're going to react and respond mm-hmm. to it. Well, and you don't have outside energies affecting your I trip. See. You know what I'm saying? I'm no longer corporately employed. Um, I'm definitely going to do a meditated sound bath while on shrooms. Um, I've heard that it was just, and I, I'm so into sound baths. If y'all have never been to a sound bath, if you've never meditated with, if you have never had breath, breath therapy, like you guys, I did the sound bath a couple of weeks ago. And, um, my intentions was to do them on the shrooms, but I lost my whole, you know, my whole container paraphernalia container that, that I have, right with everything in it, I lost the entire thing and it had a whole thing of shrooms in it. Cause I booked it when I was in Dallas, my birthday weekend, I booked it um, because you had shared with us, right? Mm-hmm. And so I found it in Texas, I found one, I booked it and I had planned on experiencing it with the shrooms, but they can not missing. Charlie, so. something's going on with your sound. You're not, everything you're, it's like in and out. When when we have to be completely silent for Shari to speak because with her internet, it doesn't like you can't like sometimes we can talk over each other and we can still hear it. It doesn't pick you up at all if somebody else is talking. I, I mean, I've already gathered that. That's why I kind of stopped talking over y'all because I figured y'all wasn't catching me. But the thing about it is when this records, it records the sound perfectly. Um oh, okay. so sounds crazy to us it's coming clearly through to the listeners um yeah. job, listeners. Thanks for tuning in. 
I went to Palm Springs this weekend because of uh, the artists wanted to experience the desert. Uh, so we went to Palm Desert and uh, it was a full moon this weekend. So we wanted to do um, breathing, meditation, a sound bath uh, under the full moon of the desert, in the desert. I was super excited, but just so happened. Y'all know it don't got damn rain in Southern California. Are you kidding me? The whole time? So everything was canceled. No. So ridiculous. Everything was canceled. So I was like, this is some bullshit. So we've got to try to schedule us another something in the desert during a full moon or a new moon, either one. Um, because I really wanted to experience that. It looks so cool and dope. And I was like, I really wanted to experience that. I'd be, you know, trying to step up my self-care. And I thought I was ready to hear about it. Man. But what I did do is throw up all down the desert. Why? I was so drunk. Oh my gosh. Oh so, God. How embarrassing. Did you embarrass yourself out there with uh I embarrassed myself, but I did have to throw up. Okay, so my medication. Um, my dosage went up on Friday to the highest you can go to now. So the dosage went up. So it already, when every time you switch the dosage, it makes you more nauseated. So I'm already queasy, but then we're on a little mini staycation in California in the desert. So I'm like, I'm drinking, I'm having fun, I'm drinking. My stomach is still queezing the whole time. So we get all the way out to the, we get all the way out to the desert. We're in Coachella, Coachella Valley. We're all the way out there. There's nothing but dirt. And Did I'm, you have some pampers with you? And the salt is just building in my throat. And I'm like, gosh, I don't want to throw up in front of this man. But I can't keep this thought together. <laughs> so I went to this little vineyard. And you know me, I'm a wine person. I felt so disrespectful. It's like all these beautiful, great tree vines out here. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> all over the vineyard. Oh, how disappointing. So disappointed in myself yeah. and he's like you okay you good baby okay come on let's go get you something <laughs> like he just saw i was over here just that's why, that's why he my person because baby i would have been like this bitch <laughs> oh yeah i would have been like I've been with that bitch. I don't like her. <laughs> so shit, I'm glad he got to experience it. Yeah, at least he didn't have to clean it up. You cleaned it up. Nasty ass. 
I love it. To write the ass. <laughs> Give us a closing, bitch. Give us okay, as usual, as per usual. Let me pull it up so I'll get it right. So I can get everything. <laughs> Who know that like let's go pull it up to get it right to get it wrong. Four years, March 9th. This podcast has been in existence. Mm-hmm. And still don't know the closing by motherfucking heart. I know the closing, but I just like to I wrote some stuff in it to give it a little frill, a little spaz, pizzazz. Fucking tat, 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 tat. law and order theme song, but you don't know the fucking closing. Anyway, you can follow us. You can follow Naturally Unbothered on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at Naturally Unbothered the number two at gmail.com. That is Naturally Unbothered the number two at gmail.com. Leave us a message. We welcome the feedback, comments, show ideas, and evanites. You know how I love your um, advice requests. So keep them coming. Siri trying to talk to me. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. Leave me alone, Siri. Ain't nobody talking to you. Um, so you can listen to us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Audible, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Naturally Unbothered should be your favorite podcast. You need to be watching us on YouTube and making sure that you're hitting the notification bell so that on Thursdays you are notified when we upload a new episode. You can rate us there, subscribe. And remember to leave a review. We want to hear all your feedback. We want it all. If you are looking for Naturally Unbothered merch, we have teas. We have shot glasses. We have coffee mugs. We have everything that you need and want, probably. So go check out our page at www.naturallyunbothered.com. That is www.naturallyunbothered.com and click the merch link. If you would like to hear this wonderful voice of mine, you can call 205-308-8304. That is 205-308-8304. Leave us a message. You can leave a text. If you have show ideas, if you have um, um, shows for me, if you have questions for Tasha, if you have whatever you need, just hit that number and we will get your messages and all that. The other thing I'm gonna tell you to do is I need you to tell your whole ass friends. We need y'all to tell your whole ass friends about Naturally Unbothered Podcast. So if you could please tell your whole ass friends to tell their whole ass friends to tell their whole ass friends to tune in to Naturally Unbothered. I mean, what has got to do? I mean, I don't know why these fucking people, I'm tired. Look, people. We need to have 5,000 people listening to us. Subscribers. We need 10,000 people. Subscribers? I'm like, we got more than that listening to us, but... Yes, all those people that are listening to us on all those different things. On YouTube, people. Yes, don't go... Y'all, we have 25,000 listeners. It don't cost you nothing just to help us out. Just go to YouTube, hit like, subscribe, but hit the damn... Hit that. Don't make me have to hunt you down. Fuck, I'm tired of it. Time, everybody. Find the bell. Subscribe. We'll see you. Peace. Suck some dick or eat some pussy or something.